0: All right, we're going to take everybody out to the East Coast today. The
1: east side.
0: Well, technically it's not on the East Coast, but it's pretty close to the East Coast for anybody that's counting. Okay. And this place used to be the original capital of Virginia.
1: Ah, but it's not anymore?
0: Nope, no longer. From 1699 to 1780, it was the capital of Virginia.
1: So it's like an old capital.
0: It's an old colonial town. That's right. And one famous animal visited this place. Animal.
1: That's okay. Right. Right. I'm ready for this? Bring it on. What animal?
0: Way back in 1966. Well, you got to t- stay tuned to the podcast to Ooh, find out what animal. So, intriguing. where are we taking everybody today?
1: We're going to Colonial Williamsburg. Let's go. Here we go.
2: Did you know that 46 million Americans plan to take an RV trip in the next 12 months? Ninety percent of recreational vehicle owners take three or more mini vacations. Every year, welcome to the RV Destinations Podcast. If it's RV travel, we're talking about it from campgrounds to museums to national and state parks, kayaking and hiking opportunities. One of the most fun and pleasurable things you can do is just hit the road. So be ready to be inspired. Welcome in to the RV Destinations Podcast. Now, your host. President, Randy Beheimer, and Editor-in-Chief, Callie Beheimer.
1: Hello and welcome to the R V Destinations Podcast. This is the podcast series where we talk everything about R V Destinations across the United States and Canada. I am Callie Beheimer, editor in chief of R V Destinations magazine, here with Randy Beheimer, my husband and president of R V Destinations magazine. And I didn't just marry him because he's the president. I'm 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 telling you that now. I married gold him long digger. before. <laughs> you
0: gold digger. You were
1: the president.
0: You uh you just wanted to to marry a president,
1: I so, did. I did. And that was literally why I gave you that title, so that no, I. No, your now mom told be... me
0: that when you were little. Like, <laughs> I want to grow up and marry a president. <laughs> of some. I want to marry the president. I'm
1: going to marry the president of something. <laughs>
0: yeah. Who was that back then? Was that like uh, Ronald Reagan? Was it, that... it
1: might have been. Yeah. I just, I want to be called the first lady. So I think it's only appropriate when I introduce myself now that I will be, hello, I am Callie, the first lady. Well,
0: okay. Next time I do the introduction, I'll say, and we've got Callie Beheimer, the first lady.
1: That's right. Or I, I should love say it. the
0: first lady, Callie Beheimer. The
1: first lady, Callie Beheimer. Better. Yes. I'll do that. <laughs> and we are joined again today with Whitney O'Hare. A-Lick. Hi Whitney, how are you doing?
3: Uh, well, unfortunately I'm not married to a president, but I kinda like my own husband, but I think <laughs> I <might> have- <laughs> I know.
1: You know, we are the podcast all about whatever title you want, you're gonna get it. Oh, I so, love
3: it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean So if you you want to be the first lady and just of of whatever you want to be first lady of, like the first lady of Nashville, the first lady of traveling a whole lot.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, today I think I should be the first lady of Williamsburg, since that's what we're going to be talking about. Sorry to steal your thunder. No, I love it. So introducing
1: Whitney, the first lady of Williamsburg. Thank you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're super excited to talk about Williamsburg today. Uh, Callie went there really young. Oh, and so la- crazy young. Last time I was there, I was probably 19 or 20, and I, I'm only about 23 now, but
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> don't laugh. Just, yeah, don't yeah, laugh.
1: yeah. He, uh, you just had a almost a, a very large birthday, <laughs> a very <laughs> large birthday. Yeah, so we we... Uh, we
0: we uh, just got back from Mexico. Uh, we were uh, uh, chasing ahead of the uh, the, the hurricane, hurricane. the yeah. whole time, but but we spent uh, we're like we need a break, you know, between our, our two businesses and dogs and, and daily life and, life and friends and everything else we got going on. We're like, let's get out of town. So we we didn't tell anybody. We told yeah. like one or two people before we left. Like, hey, we're going to Mexico tomorrow. Like,
1: By the way, here's our <laughs> travel information. If we <laughs> never show
0: back up, here's where here's where we're staying. But. <laughs> Anyway, so it was nice. We're we're rejuvenated and ready to go. But today uh, we're talking about uh, Colonial Williamsburg. Well, Williamsburg, Williamsburg as a whole, I keep yeah. saying. Now, now, see, I I, I want to start off there, Whitney. Um, I know you live pretty close to there, so I assume you've visited several times. But uh, so when anybody says Williamsburg to me, I think of Colonial Williamsburg, yeah, that's and that's what really I think of. that's really just kind of the museum. Williamsburg is a bunch better. Can you maybe talk a little bit about uh, kind of the area and, and Uh, Am I right? Is just Williamsburg, Colonial Williamsburg, or is there more of a town there?
3: So there is more of a town there. So Williamsburg is bigger than just Colonial Williamsburg, um, but it is the main attraction. I mean, that is why most people go to the area, but it's about, I want to say like 40-ish Minutes from Richmond, um, close to the Atlantic coast of Virginia. And there's a lot of other stuff to do there too. There's a lot of, um, so there's Bush Gardens and there's Great Wolf Lodge, um, Jamestown Settlement is there and Yorktown also where the Revolutionary War ended. So there's a lot of other stuff there to see, historic and not historic. Um, But yeah, I love Colonial Williamsburg. That is my primary reason for going um, when I go um, because I just I really love the history. It's why I live in the D.C. area because I love the history. And um, Williamsburg was once the capital of Virginia before it was Richmond. And so there's there's just a lot of history there. Um, you kind of can't get away from it. And why would you want to, right? So,
2: right, <laughs> so exactly. I love,
3: love, love Williamsburg.
0: Yeah, now, now, didn't you say it was? uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say this just now, but I know we talked offline. Didn't you say it's like the triangle? uh, Oh, uh, Uh, yeah.
3: Oh,
1: that's what Randy's over here. He's making, like, he was making these signs at me (laughs) with his hands, and he's pointing at his computer screen. I'm like, what are you trying to tell me?
0: You're not reading my sign language.
3: Oh, no, that was not
1: good language. You better.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they call it the historic triangle because the Colonial Williamsburg, Yorktown, and Jamestown are all right there.
0: Yeah, gotcha. so if, if you're into American Revolution, revolutionary mm-hmm. history, this is the place to go. This is kind of where a lot of those. Uh Major things, of course, of Yorktown. That's where the uh, Revolutionary War ended, and uh, you've got all that right here in the area. So, yeah, uh, very neat. Uh, we ready to start off with some let's, fun facts. Let's
1: do some fun, especially facts.
0: now that Whitney took my first one.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, yes.
0: <laughs> 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 no, you're just giving me back from all the time I uh, mentioned I know, yours. Yeah, uh, yeah. Your <laughs> top ten. So, uh, and, and as Whitney said, Williamsburg was the original capital of Virginia, and that was uh, from 1699 to 1780. Uh, also, uh, something that's not well-known is Thomas Jefferson frequented the town quite a bit. Uh, he uh-huh. actually went to college there at William & Mary, which is the uh, country's second oldest college, and they spent a significant amount of time there. Um, him and his uh, wife, it doesn't say what his wife's name is, so I, I don't know. Uh, uh, but
1: well, I'm I'm waiting, I have been waiting on bated breath about the f- animal because we talked about this in the intro and I'm still waiting to find out what animal Yeah, so visited. I said there was a
0: famous animal that toured the the, the Colonial Williamsburg uh, back in the 60s and I'm not telling her uh, I'm going to wait. You oh, got to wait a little oh. bit longer. Dirty, so dirty. Williamsburg uh, houses the first hospital for the mentally ill, uh oh. first hospital in North America. So uh Very let's cool. see the Colonial Williamsburg Museum opened in 1932. Uh, and there's over 80 original su- uh, structures preserved in Colonial Williamsburg. Oh. So, um, and let's see. I believe. Sorry, I you're you're,
1: I, you're to the animal.
0: No, nah. yet. And I'm getting all this <laughs> stuff. Uh, by the way, I'm getting all this stuff uh, only in your state. Um, you can actually stay in a period-specific accommodations there in Colonial Williamsburg. Oh, that uh, would be. Fine. I've
3: I done we, that. It's super. cool. You have. I have. Uh, oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, that would like, be so uh, fun.
0: Now, you stayed at the Westgate Historic uh, Williamsburg Resort. Is that the one you stayed at?
3: No, I actually stayed at the, I think it's the Red Brick Tavern.
0: Oh, okay, oh, cool. so cool. Cool, so there's a couple that offer yeah. of that. Okay. Uh, and I'm ho- specifically holding off on the one Callie wants. So in uh, Williamsburg, there's actually still a code of ethics uh, <laughs> written into law there. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And then there was one more I wanted to... Um, there's a, a Peyton Randolph house, which was built in 1715. It's considered to be one of the most haunted houses in America.
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then there was one other one. I'm I'm specifically looking for one. There's a free concert every summer there that you can come out to Williamsburg. And uh, it doesn't say what kind of music, but they've got food trucks and snack tents and uh, you can look at it there on the historic grounds of the Colony Williamsburg. Okay, here's the one I wanted to say. So okay, the, the town was actually restored by John D. Requef- Rockefeller Jr. back in 1926. So you know, part of um, the reason oh, yeah. a lot of that's here, there, and restored was because of Rockefeller. So I thought that that that's was a, interesting, very, very cool. And then, so the one Callie's getting at. before uh, so, we a,
3: wait, before we get to the animal. Oh, y'all are killing me. <laughs> Can I tell you another fun fact about that that Rockefeller thing? So yeah. the yeah. reason we know what Colonial Williamsburg looked like is because there were soldiers convalescing there during the American Revolution. And this one, I believe he was a French soldier. I would have to look that up to be sure. But he drew the main street. Like he, he drew the buildings on Gloss- Duke of Gloucester Street. And he drew the buildings around Williamsburg. So we know what they looked like. Oh, When they were able to rebuild, they rebuilt it like this guy drew it, you know, so it really looked like it, it looked back then.
0: So so are any any of the buildings original?
3: Some of the buildings are original. Some of the buildings have parts that are original. Um, There were several buildings that were honestly historic in their own right that had to be torn down in order to build back what was there even, you know, further previously. So, you know, could consider that a little bit controversial, but, um, but they, they definitely still have some buildings that are original to the time, but most of what you see is a really, really good reproduction.
1: Oh, that's really interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Ah,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, okay, so getting to what Callie's getting at.
2: Okay, in my little, finally.
0: In my little intro teaser, I brought this out. I said there was a famous animal that toured Williamsburg, and back in 1966, this famous pup rode the historical area by carriage, and that... Pup's name was Lassie.
1: Oh my goodness, I love yeah. Lassie.
0: So, Lassie is among the famous visitors of Colonial Williamsburg. The pup rode through the historical area by carriage in 1966.
1: Oh, I can picture him just like sitting <laughs> in a little open air carriage, just pupping around town. Did you like that? The little pupping. <laughs>
0: <That was nice>. <laughs> <laughs> I think you went. I think you went over with me in eyes head. I, I, I didn't even hear you say "puppet." Oh no, I got it. A
1: <laughs> Pu- Little puppet around town. That's oh my awesome. gosh. That is so, adorable. so we're
0: excited to jump in. Uh, so w- you ready to get started?
1: I am. I am. Sorry, I just was having this little moment about envisioning Lassie. You were <laughs> popping around. I was popping around. Was it pumping was around. great. <laughs> All right. So top ten things to do in Williamsburg, and number ten is play at Bush Gardens. Now, like I'd said, I had been to Bush Gardens once. Uh, when I was very, very young. And I'm pretty sure that it was the Williamsburg one. And my only memory is tragic. And that was I was standing in front of a ride crying because I was too short to ride it.
3: <laughs> oh, been there, been there. Yes.
1: <laughs> Lasting impressions. But
3: um, so when you were there, did you get to vis- visit Bush Gardens? So I have never been to Bush Gardens. I just know that oh, okay. that is a main draw for a lot of people, especially around where I live in the DC area. A lot of people go down to Bush Gardens for like a day trip. So I wanted to include it because I know that not everybody loves history as much as I do. Right. Uh, so, so Bush Gardens and then also Great Wolf Lodge is down there as well.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, and and Bush Gardens is... You know, for folks that are listening, it's an amusement park. So you can expect, you know, roller coasters and attractions and entertainment and food and rides and for adults and kids. So it's a little bit of everything. And it's part of the Anheuser-Busch family, hence Busch Gardens. So it is their amusement park. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that is the extent of my knowledge of Busch Gardens. (laughs) 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 All right. And number nine is uh, toward Jamestown Settlement. But I understand this is different than historic Jamestown, correct? Yes.
3: They're two different sites that are managed differently. And Jamestown Settlement is the recreated Jamestown that the settlers knew. So like John Smith, Pocahontas, Powhatan, like this is that. This is where they were. That's what I love about history. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they were real people, and they, like, really stepped on this ground, and I'm stepping really? on this ground now, too. I think that's super cool. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they do have the, the reconstructed site. The original um, pieces are no longer there, but the reconstructed site, there's um, an Indian village, a fort. Um, a lot of the buildings are there. There's a boat that you can get on um, just like one that they would have brought supplies on. So it's a really cool thing. It's a really worthwhile thing, especially as you're like, if kids are Mm -hmm. learning about early American history and Pocahontas and all of that for the first time, it's, it's a cool thing because this is where they'll be able to see like, Oh, this is real. This, you know, this is, these were real people. So it kind of brings history to life, which I completely love.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. And I just pulled up pictures and, and this is me and my lack of knowledge of history, um, but I had no idea that it sat right there on the water. I mean, when you said boat, I was like, boat? Um, but yeah, so it was it was right there waterside, which makes a lot of sense because explorers are coming over by boat. They have to land somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that was what the James River that they landed on or came in through? Yes. I OK, think that's right. Yeah. OK. That's that's really interesting. And I'm I'm looking at Randy. You probably knew all this, didn't you? No, I I,
0: I, I get some of it mixed up. So so the Pilgrims landed in Plymouth first, yeah. but mm-hmm. it wasn't really considered a uh, long-term settlement. Jamestown was a long-term settlement. Those people moved oh. there and were going to stay there. Is that okay. correct? Am I, yes. Am, am I? Okay. So, okay so no, they,
3: I think Plymouth was, was it 1604, I think? And then Jamestown was 1607.
0: Oh, so wow, shortly really after.
3: Really close. So, yeah, really close together.
0: But 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 Plymouth, I I don't know that they ever plan that to be. Uh, um, maybe maybe I'm wrong on that. I'm I don't to know remember, if they planned that to be a, a permanent.
1: podcast with Carrie. Yeah, I don't know I'm that we talked to... about it. I don't think we so did.
0: I, I, I mean, I'm reading right here on a Jamestown site that said they the, they're the first American permanent English settlement. Okay, so maybe okay. that's the yeah. way they're distinguished. Oh no, right? here that's...
3: we go. I just looked it up. I I was okay. wrong. So, Plymouth Colony was the first. Permanent English colony in New England, so in the oh, north. Okay. And that was 1620. Okay. So thank goodness for Dr. Google, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. of that. <laughs> and they, so they were actually supposed to go, I think they were actually supposed to go to Jamestown and they got blown off course. And that mm-hmm. is how they, they didn't mean to be there, but they um, ended up there.
0: Oh, so Plymouth was after Jamestown. Yeah, Plymouth we're was after Jamestown. Uh, okay.
3: Interesting.
0: Okay, well, we're learning something every day. I know.
1: This is fascinating.
0: That's awesome. Uh, and so at Jamestown, uh, you've got the, what What do you have so there? So we're going to a-
1: go into it. Number eight is check
3: out Historic Jamestown.
1: <laughs> historic Jamestown.
3: So Jamestown settlement is like the recreation. It's so it's like the buildings are reconstructed. Historic Jamestown is the actual site that is an Active archaeological site, so they didn't build anything on top of it because they're digging down to see all of the archaeological evidence of the actual settlement there.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so now I'm wrapping my head around it. So now is are they right next to each other? Because I'm, assu- yeah, that's I'm my assuming first they're
3: they pl- yes, they're very okay, close to each other. Okay. You will have to buy a separate ticket for both um, because they're they're managed differently. Um, but yeah, they're really close together and. I certainly recommend visiting both so that you can get the visual. I honestly, I, rec- I recommend going to Jamestown Settlement first so that you can see what it's like and see what they would have seen when those things were originally built and then go to historic Jamestown. And then you'll be like, oh, I can totally visualize this is where the fort was. Oh, I see. This is where, you know, this building was. And, and uh, okay. so kind of get, get the big picture and then go see the ar- archaeological site.
1: Okay. Yeah. I pulled up pictures on the archaeological site. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Because there's just remnants of things like a <laughs> remnant of a foundation Um and
3: everything past. was wood. Right. There were no yeah, yeah. like permanent structures. They were these were it was a permanent settlement. But the structures were temporary because they were going to be building more permanent structures that would take longer to build. So they needed somewhere to be in the meantime. So all of that wooden stuff is um you know, gone by the wayside. So yeah. So it is just kind of the remnants right now. Okay. And this is part of the national park system, is it? Yes, it is part of it. It's a national historic park, um, but it is also managed by Preservation Virginia. So that's sort of a a collaboration between the two.
1: Okay. Okay. Very cool. So yeah, which is great because if you're a national park pass holder, then you can use your little park pass and get in there because that's covered under the historic mm-hmm. sites. Yep. Very nice. Very nice. All right. So moving on to number seven, and I feel like this is all Randy here, and that's Visit the Yorktown Battlefield. Um, babe, what do you know about Yorktown?
0: Well, that's where the Revolutionary War ended. Uh, I haven't been there. I would love to see it.
1: Yeah? Okay. <laughs> so,
0: so, Whitney, you've got to inspire my wife to say, yes, let's go all the way out there and uh, see w- the Yorktown Battlefield. I
3: would enjoy seeing it. I would.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's really cool. You should. I'm really surprised that you haven't been because I know that you love the the revolution. So I think that you should definitely go. And um, so it's the Colonial National Historic Park um, is. It falls under the Colonial National Historic Park. Um, and it is the place where America officially went from the colonies to being the United States. Like, no no dispute anymore. The war ended and America was its own country. Um, Isn't that so, incredible?
1: I, I just, just gave me chills. Isn't that yeah, that's just awesome? I, I totally I, agree. Yes. I just think that's incredible. Just uh, there's this one geographic location that marked... United States is now United States. This is now America.
3: Yeah, this is where it happened. It's just, ugh. I just love it. I'm I'm so glad that y'all just let me geek out like in Absolutely. every episode that I do with you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Because you know what? There's other people geeking out. And that's what yeah. I love about this
1: is, you know, and even I, I'm, I enjoy history. Like I've talked about before, I really enjoy history, but I don't dig into it like, like you do and like Randy does. And, but I find it so incredibly fascinating when I hear it from somebody like yourself that is so passionate about it. I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's so cool. So that's neat. Now, is there at the battlefield, what do they have for visitors to do there? Like, is there a museum or visitor center or walking paths or anything like that?
3: There is. There's all of that. And there's a a huge monument, you know, to to the site that you need to go see. But you definitely need to go to the museum at the visitor center because George Washington's headquarters tent is there. Like the actual tent where like literally George slept here. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Is there <laughs> that's so neat. That Isn't is so that cool. So cool? Um, uh, but there so there's walking, you can walk around the battlefield, but it is, you know, back in the day the battlefields were massive. And yeah. so it's really a driving tour, is the way to see, you know, where everything happened. It's much more efficient. And since y'all are R V people, driving yes. is like right up your alley. So <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: it is.
0: We are R V people. <laughs>
3: we are
1: R V people. I, I,
0: I feel like she just you know classed us out like <laughs> put us in a class
3: those rv people over there <laughs> well you know we we non-rv people sometimes feel like oh my gosh these people are nuts <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we are
3: <laughs> we are especially we all have, like the whole
1: rv community right now is going to laugh we are all absolutely nuts because we own <laughs> rvs they break down all the time we put a ton of money into them and we continue to own rvs and now everybody out there is laughing and going yep
0: Yep. So oh yeah. True. We, we just last trip we came off of we broke down twice. Twice on one trip on the on the trip coming home just one yeah. leg of it one, we
1: six hours apart from yeah, one another. Yeah.
0: We we uh, long story but we broke down and had to find somebody sixty miles away to come up and hook up to our computer and get our motor home running again. So we take off. We're excited. We're flying and then we blow out two tires like four <laughs> hours later and yeah, so two uh, brand
1: new. Two brand I, new tires.
0: I'm like, <laughs> oh if something God. else happened, I'm going to run this thing into a wall. <laughs> I know. So anyway, so,
1: uh, yeah.
3: So that's yeah, we are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just prefer wings to wheels. I'm a different kind of crazy. I, <laughs> yes. I totally embrace it. It's no judgment here because I I know that I'm a different kind of crazy as well. <laughs> well, well, if
0: you if you like wings, you have to like wheels too, because you wouldn't be able to stop if you didn't have <laughs> wheels well, on that plane. <laughs> oh,
3: unless you have a sea boat. That, oh, yep. No, Point. I'm sorry. A seaplane. <laughs> oh, a seaboat.
0: Sea <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
1: Oh, my gosh. That is great. Okay. So, number six is take a carriage ride in Colonial Williamsburg. And I am picturing this in my head, and I am just picturing this big beautiful draft horse and like an
3: open air carriage and is that kind of what I'm envisioning? So some of them are open air some of them are enclosed like very like a very fine person would have and I actually so a very good friend of mine used to work with the horses and and drive the carriages she was a carriage driver in Colonial Williamsburg which I thought was the coolest thing. So cool. (laughs) I know Callie is a horse person so do you have any dream job now? I, I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> Babe,
1: we're moving to Colonial Williamsburg and I am going to become... Because I'm looking at these carriages. <gasps> You're so right. Like, I would feel so proper. I feel like I'd have to put on a huge ball gown <laughs> and then sit in one of these carriages with my little, little parasol and just wave at people and, you know, just... As well, I, you are I, the first lady. I am the yeah. first After lady. All. I am. So it's
3: appropriate that I should do this. You can so totally do it. And I think you should.
1: I think I should. You only live once. You got to have a you little do. fun while you do it. Oh, that's awesome! Okay, babe, new dream. Going to Colonial Williamsburg. I'm taking a dress. <laughs> <laughs> this is neat. So, um, so she was a tour operator or a, a carriage driver. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Now, did she work for one company that had several different styles of carriages? Do they do tours along with it? Like, how do how do these work?
3: So, I think it's mostly just the ride. Um, your driver will. Talk to you, I guess, as much as you want them to talk to you, and uh, some of them like will not break character. Uh, oh, but I think it's it's Colonia Williamsburg that puts this on. So it, she didn't work for a particular company; she oh, worked gotcha. for Colonia Williamsburg. So it's it's as legit as it can get because they tried they try really hard to do things you know exactly the way that they would have been done and dress in the way that people would have dressed and talked the way people would have talked it's you really get the full experience at colonial williamsburg of like stepping back into history which i think is just a super cool super fun thing um as a person experiencing something
1: oh yeah and that and that would be a uh, just a really spectacular way to see colonial williamsburg is is by horse and carriage because That's how we we moved for, Mm -hmm. for, you know, thousands of years was by horse drawn carriages or just horse horse power alone. And I think that's incredible to to go through a town that historic by like and again, looking at these buggies that are very, very, you know, original looking, very authentic looking of what these buggies would have looked like back then. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, Switching subjects, I, I'm on the Jamestown Sediment site, and it looks like they offer an American Historic Triangle ticket where you can visit all five historical sites with one cost. Uh, oh, would there include you go. Jamestown Sediment, Historic Jamestown, Colonial Williamsburg, Yorktown Battlefield, American Revolutionary Museum at Yorktown. You can buy five. Th- now, th- this, we're recording this at the summer of 2023, so if you listen to this way in advance, uh, you know. Take that with a grain of salt with the prices, but it's 119 for all five historical sites. That's again summer 2023 prices. Oh, okay. Kids six to fifteen, 53 bucks. So that's a pretty nice mm-hmm. discount for for the kids. Yeah, for, yeah sure. for sure. I would think. Would you agree that that would probably be a good way to. Uh, get the tickets because every one of these places. Oh, yeah,
3: absolutely. If you can find a deal that includes all of them, that's usually your best bet anywhere you are. So kudos to you for for finding that. I probably should have done that when I went down there.
0: <laughs> well, I was just on the site looking around reading about some of the different settlements <laughs> as we've been talking here. This is why Callie always ca- caught, catches me off guard. Like yeah. <laughs> when I ask something that was just explained or she asked me a question, <laughs> I, and I've got this dumb look on my face like I was reading about Jamestown. I'm sorry. <laughs> But anyway, so, yeah, that American Historic Triangle ticket seems to be, if you're going to be in the area, you're going to hit all the sites, all five sites. That seems like that's a pretty good bargain.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Very cool. So, let's see here. Number five, Shop Colonial Style. This sounds really, really neat. So, am I thinking of this correctly, that... The Colonial Williamsburg looks a lot like, even though some of its reproduction, looks like what it did back in the day because of the picture that that gentleman drew, but that these shops, not only on the outside, but on the inside as well, look like what it would have looked like for a Colonial to shop there. Am yes. I thinking right? Yeah. Oh, That is amazing. <laughs> that would be so
3: fun. So what are some of the different types of shops that that are there? Well, you know, you don't have to bring your own dress when you go for your carriage ride. You can buy one there. Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And um, they have, I mean, they have everything. They have soaps. They have books. They have journals. I've gotten a journal from there before and a a pencil, a quill pen. Um, You know, so they have, they have all the things. They have all the things that you are hoping to find on your colonial journey. And they have you know, revolutionary uniforms for the kids, and they have um, chocolate, like American chocolate. That's colonial chocolate. Uh, not, not that it's like three hundred years old. But, you <laughs> know, old uh, chocolate <laughs> reproduction colonial chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they have so many things. They have so many things. That candles. Um, There's. They had bird feeders. Somewhere, and I was like, "What is that thing?" And it's it was on like every house, like every colonial house in Colonial Williamsburg. And I asked somebody, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's a bird feeder. Do you want one?" (laughs) Because they sell them.
1: That's neat. That is so cool. And I'm I'm looking at the pictures here, and again, it just. It's like so authentic looking like when I, I think back to the days, although I know it wasn't colonial Williamsburg, but one of my favorite movies is like Pride and Prejudice mm. uh, with, with Kira Knightley. And, you know, there's scenes of the the sisters going into town and shopping for hats and for ribbons and, and what those stores look like. And this looks very, very similar to that. Like, in fact, there's a picture here. Of hats with ribbons, and that was a big deal. Like picking out the perfect ribbon for your for your hat or for your dress was a big deal back in mm-hmm. the day.
0: So, are all these like in in one location? Or are they kind of spread out through Colonial? Williams it's or? all
3: spread out. So the milliner, which is the hat maker, is where the hat maker shop was. The pharmacy is where the pharmacy was. The the little um, there's a printer's shop, which is was the printer shop in
0: that nice. same location oh cool that is so neat. Oh, you yeah, know what
3: s-
1: what stinks about these top 10 is every time we do one of these you're podcasts, like i want to go there yes <laughs> my list is getting yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger and i'm like okay we're just gonna have well, to do this 24 7 this
0: one we definitely got to do but yes. yeah, i finally found the the shops here so john green uh greenhouse store uh, they got market house they got Tarpley Thompson and Company store, which is
1: Don your colonial best.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a clothing store. William Pitt store, which is toys, games, and souvenirs. Prentice store is handcrafted goods. Golden Ball is the silversmith jewelry. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean it's Brick and Vine, uh, which is home decor. Uh, this is crazy. They, I mean it's like a whole mall.
1: It's a whole mall of colonial like colonial stuff. Which is so fun? Yeah,
3: it's fun. It's just really fun. It's 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 truly getting the whole colonial experience when you go to Colonial Williamsburg. Very cool. Yeah, I love that. Love it. And then number four,
1: I mean, you you've shopped to you dropped. You've got. I'm (laughs) envisioning myself now in my big beautiful colonial dress. I've got my hat. I've picked out the perfect ribbon. Uh, But now I'm hungry, so we can dine colonial style. And you can. That's neat. So are the restaurants very much like the shops? They're pretty kind of like old fashioned, authentic looking?
3: Yes, they definitely are. They would not be any other way. And you know, that also means that they're kind of dark inside. (laughs) Even better, especially like downstairs. Um, But the, the food is actually really good. I mean, you kind of think like, you know, okay, this is like, A captive audience. It doesn't really really have to be good, but actually, the food is really good at every place that I have been to in Colonial Williamsburg, and I have eaten at them all (laughs) on purpose. So um, I love tunings. It looks like chownings, but Mm -hmm. it's pronounced tunings, and it's kind of the more casual, like tavern style when you think of a tavern and um, they have minstrels strolling and, uh, you know, playing musical instruments and talking to you and they're, you know, everybody's dressed and colonial garb and it's, it's a really fun food experience. So here again, it's the whole experience. Mm -hmm. Um, you're getting the food, you're getting the smells, you're getting the music, you're, you're getting the feel of everything. And, um, yeah, it's just, I really, really enjoy, um, going to the different restaurants. And if you are so not into colonial American food, That is totally fine. There's other places for you to go as well out just like right outside of Colonial Williamsburg. There's even like a couple of grab and go places in Colonial Williamsburg where you just like get a sandwich and things. But I definitely recommend going to one of the taverns and having like an authentic meal, um, you know, an authentic colonial meal. And so there's actually Christiana Campbell's is the very like upscale. It's not open every day. And you definitely want to get a reservation for that one. Um, You you can get a reservation for the others. You don't necessarily need one, but um, certainly, you know, be willing to wait um, if you, because it's worth the wait. It really is. Even if you have to wait 20 or 30 minutes for a table to open up, it is certainly worth going.
1: And what is some typical colonial fair like, I have got I've got it here you, uh, yeah okay, I just have I uh, like, oh, I, I pulled right.
0: it, I pulled up King's Arms Tavern uh and and uh as Whitney said there is the historical taverns which there's four of them and then there's modern dining there's family family and casual and grab and go and this is all on Colony Williamsburg's uh resorts website so but yeah I pulled it up and how do you, you said it's not pronounced it's Chownings. How, how's it pronounced
3: Tunings Tuning Tunings. so
0: Mr. Tunings uh so, a soup pot, mm. uh, boiled up uh, daily from the finest market. Uh, uh, then Brunswick stew, which is a colony Williamsburg favorite. Welsh rare bit, which is a savory, ma- savory made of cheddar cheese, mustard, and good wine, served mm. with country ham and Mr. Tooting's bread. A crock of cheese.
1: <laughs> crock of cheese? Oh, that's right up my alley.
0: Fine cheese mixed <laughs> up with red roasted bell pepper and chives. Uh, garden vegetables, Uh, blah, 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 blah. chicken hash. Mm. This is uh, Miss Danage's recipe from 1753.
1: Wow, that's cool. They take
0: a chicken and stew it in a good broth with onion, sweet herbs, and parsley. Thicken it with butter and some flour served on trenchers, whatever trenchers are. Is that mm. bread or something? I'm, I don't I'm know. I'm
1: guessing potatoes.
0: Stewed beef, the London art of cookery. John Farley's recipe from 1787. Uh, Virginia pork barbecue, um salmagunda. Salamagundi. Salmagundi. Salma Salma I've never heard of it. What is it?
3: It's it's a salad salamagundi salad, I think. And it's um it's kind of like a chef salad, if I'm remembering correctly.
0: Oh actually that's what they're saying. The dish is known as as a chef salad in oh, America today. Okay. Okay. I never heard of pronounce it pronounced that. And uh, an onion pie, and pie is spelled P Y E.
1: Onion pie. Uh,
0: and that's uh, par some potatoes, apples, onions, and slice them. Make it a good crust. Lay in a layer of potatoes and a layer of onions, a layer of apples, and a layer of eggs until you have filled your pie. Strew seasoning uh, between each layer. Close your pie and bake it. A- an hour and a half.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: <laughs> and for sweets, they have snow eggs for $9. Mm. Not quite sure what that is. Uh, beat the egg whites uh, as you do for a savory cake till they turn the vessel bottom upwards without uh, they're leaving it. <laughs> it uh, that's good. I, love
3: how I, used to
0: write. I
2: know.
0: Put <laughs> in two spoonfuls of powdered sugar and a little orange water. Dish up your whites with custard, a little wine stirred in. It's a great improvement.
1: Oh, you're right. I love the descriptions. Like it was still, it was all was so prim and proper without them felling out.
0: Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Then you got uh, Tuning's ice cream selection. Uh, yeah, so that's that's interesting. That sounds like so much fun. Can it we really does. Do
3: this? Can we like legit put it on our <laughs> yes. calendar and do? I'll meet y'all down there. Don't you worry. Well, okay. I mean, good.
0: We are heading all the way out to. Um, Uh, I know. Well, out to Pittsburgh, then we can keep going over.
3: Okay, I
1: think we might need to make this happen.
0: So anyway, yeah, no, that that's fine. So one one of our favorite things when we travel is probably a lot like you, Whitney. I think most travelers just love to. Dine and get the local f- fare. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and eat the foods. I mean, that that to me, especially when we travel international, we just yeah. love oh, yeah. to eat. Um, you know, when we, we we just went to Mexico and we stayed at, and we normally don't do this, but we stayed at Margaritaville because it's a new resort. They were offering a real good price for us to stay there. But honestly, I hated the food because it was all, American, all American food. It was yeah, all cheeseburgers. Indeed. and, and it like, it's Margaritaville,
1: wanna... which is on par with their brand, which is, is perfect. I understand and... that. Yeah. It's
0: just like when I go to Mexico or I go to anywhere, I, I want to taste the local culture. Right, I want the local I don't want to go to Mexico and eat hamburgers. I could do that here.
1: I know. I know. But. We do digress. We do. So flip the page, babe, because this one I am super excited about, which is number three. What? Yes. <laughs> Can you believe that?
0: There's no way. The
1: total way. Total no, way. Actually,
0: I, I did know. Because, did you? Well, Blackbeard. Uh, well, I you got to let me say it because right
1: now people okay. are like, what are they talking about? Yes, that's true. And that is see where Blackbeard's crew was imprisoned. So he was. they were imprisoned in Colonial Williamsburg.
3: They were at the public jail.
1: Oh my gosh, that Rich. is incredible!
3: You can go to, you can go to the public jail. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic!
0: So I didn't know that. So, so they all got caught in the uh, up near North Carolina, up near uh, where the Marine base is. Uh, I can't think of the name of that area, but uh, uh, it, it's it's slightly off of where Camp Lejeune, Camp Lejeune. Yeah, I think that's right.
1: I don't know. I'm just trying to think back to the the show we were watching, Black Sails, which was. You know, based loosely on historic facts, um, and I know there at the end that a lot of the crew got split up and did get arrested.
0: Well, their so. ship ran aground, and oh, that's how they got caught. And okay. Blackbeard got killed there. Oh,
1: and I'm looking at this jail, which looks like a house, which is so kind of cute and unassuming on the outside. Yep, that's that's really neat. So, how do you know how many of them were in his crew that were there, and kind of what happened to them?
3: I don't know how many were in his crew. Only two of them survived. Oh, So wow. all the rest were executed there in Williamsburg, and it is said that they haunt the jail.
1: Wow. Okay,
0: so it's saying the ship grounded on a s- sandbar near Buford, North Carolina in 1718, uh, nine years after the town had been established. Blackbeard and his crew abandoned the ship and said Blackbeard and his crew abandoned the ship and survived. See, I don't. Well,
3: sure they may have Black- survived, but yeah. then they got caught. Exactly. Yeah. Well,
0: Blackbeard got uh, uh, he uh, got his head cut off because they uh, they killed him and took off his head and brought it into port. So anyway, anyway uh, that's not too far from there. That, that's interesting. I didn't know that they were in prison there. That's real good information.
1: Yeah, that is incredibly fascinating. That would that would be super fun to see.
3: Yeah, it is definitely. I mean, you go in there and you're like, oh, my goodness. Can you even believe that people lived like for months? People lived in this like super close quarters. It looks like a house on the outside. It does Uh not look like a house on the inside.
1: Oh, really? And that's what's amazing, too, because it looked like it was just was it just kind of like one? I don't want to say big room because it was probably small, but it was just like one room and they were all kept in there. No, I think it's
3: separate rooms. Oh, if, okay. if I'm remembering correctly, there's um, there's separate cells, um, but it does not look comfortable by any stretch of the imagination, even by colonial standards.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I found here, and I think Randy's finding it too, I did, it I says just... after the battle in North Carolina, about 15 or 16 of his crew members survived and then were brought to Virginia to await trial where they were kept in that jail. And then I guess all of them, except for two, were hung.
0: Ocracoke. Yeah. That's it. After the Battle of Ocracoke, because Ocr- Ocracoke Island right outside of North Carolina, which is a place you can visit to November 1718, um, six, only 16 members of Blackbeard's crew were rounded up and brought to Virginia to wait for trial. The men waited for three months for the seemingly inevitable guilty verdict, of piracy and death sentence. During this time, some of the crew attempted to save their lives by turning on their deceased pirate Blackbeard and becoming informant for the government or Governor Spotwood. Um, but basically, they all got hung anyway. So very, very interesting. Uh, I, I didn't know that. I
1: know. that That's cool. Very cool. All right. So number two, and this is right up my alley again, uh, sip coffee or chocolate at our Charleston's Coffee House. And then, of course, in true colonial form, this is in true colonial form, right?
3: Yes, it absolutely is. So... Colonial people used to drink chocolate the same way they would drink tea or coffee, but it's oh. not like drinking Hershey syrup. It's like oh, okay. much more involved. It's, <laughs> it's less, far less sweet, um, but also it has like spices, like there's cinnamon and, and some other spices in there that go in with the um, cocoa. And so um, I think it's American heritage, which I believe is part of Hershey, has recreated this chocolate Uh from the colonial time. And so you can buy it like in bar form Um, and then you can also get it in powder form and make your own, like buy it and make your own drinking chocolate at home. So that it's a super cool thing. Don't be disappointed when it doesn't taste like
2: Hot like a chocolate or, or, <laughs> syrup or something like that
3: but but it is definitely worth trying and if that is just so totally not your thing you can choose coffee instead there is no tea being hmm. served so yes you, you won't find any uh british tea kind of makes sense at, you know at this place but <laughs> you can choose coffee or chocolate and they serve it in you know the the tiny little cups and <laughs> and saucers. And um, so you go into this coffee shop and mm-hmm. it's part of Colonial Williamsburg. It's not like you can go in and order a latte. You, you know, it's part of the museum.
1: Oh, OK. And
3: so you go in and they kind of explain what a coffee house was. It's not like a Starbucks these days. <laughs> it was more, I mean, it kind of was, but it was more like just a gathering place um, where people could come and talk and get business done, you know, mostly men in in the coffee shops. And um, so they, you know, show you around and they have all kinds of like coffee pots that are, don't look like coffee pots today, of course, and chocolate pots. They had a separate kind of like coffee uh, vessel and a chocolate vessel um, that you would pour it from. So it's really cool. It just kind of is an outside the box, yeah. It like totally changes your frame of reference for a coffee shop, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, so, which is pretty fun. And then at the end, you get to sample. You can choose your coffee or chocolate, and uh, and you can have that at the end.
1: Oh, that's perfect. I love that. I would have. I think I'd have to do both. I definitely would want to try the the chocolate portion of it. One because I love t- chocolate, but two because it's not just like drinking liquid chocolate like we did that in in Paris where we had the hot chocolate which was literally a delicious piece of dark chocolate that was melted into hot cream and it was to die for and we (laughs) said it was like a shot glass full and it was amazing Uh, so yeah that'd be interesting to try yeah it's
3: sort of the same consistency it's thick it's not like hot chocolate that comes out like like a liquid it comes out like a cream sort of okay so it's it's thick like that, like kind of what you're envisioning, but tastes very very different.
1: <laughs> oh, cool. honey, we're doing this. I'm gonna I'm looking at the calendar. When we're done with the podcast, we're figuring I can this meet out. You there. C- come
0: out, Absolutely. come We'll we'll make a bed in the RV. Just in the RV with us, but. Yep. Um, cool. <laughs> so so, can I uh, let me go back to Blackbeard? I can't get Blackbeard oh, out of my oh, head. This okay. is just so I, I <laughs> love going back
1: to number three. I'm
0: like I'm like every boy like like I, you grow know, up wanting to be a pirate, pirate. even though they were evil so and they were cool. stealing stuff and killing people, I you still know, want to be a but pirate. But you look at
1: the cool side because you know, like Johnny Depp turned nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Was that after or before the uh, the Amber Heard? Uh, yeah, oh.
1: no. <laughs> so I just
0: want to read this paragraph. This is interesting. The convicted pirates were accompanied along the Jamestown Road by representatives representatives of the Virginia church, the Virginia legislator, the Virginia militia, and the angry crowd of spectators. <laughs> and before they're hanging, the men uh, uh, were able to give a short speech and receive a short prayer from the minister. Now, here's what's interesting. This procedure for hanging the individual pirates continued every half mile, so the condemned men lined the road from what? the Virginia capital of Williamsburg all the way down to the James River.
1: Oh, my word! Oh <laughs> yeah, That's worse than I thought.
0: Yeah, they splayed them out for, if, wow. uh, I don't I mean, how many miles that's like that is, what they
1: did in Rome on the Appian right, Way,
0: right? And and Vladimir, the Dracula guy, he, oh, did, yeah, that he b- did that Vladimir, too. The impaler. yep. Yeah, he would do that. Line up the roads with bodies. Wow,
1: that is just.
0: It's a deterrent to uh, piracy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably how, where they got it.
1: Yeah. How long did they leave them there?
0: Well, it doesn't say. No. Till mm-hmm. they stunk, and then they right. pulled them out. And down. then they
1: were like, well, "Wow." <laughs> anyway, sorry
0: to digress. I just thought that that's was interesting. Okay.
1: But, that's okay. Yeah. That's
0: okay. Now, do you do you know about how far? Um, James River is from Colonial Williamsburg. Do you have any, any idea? I, I know I'm putting you on the spot right now.
3: You know, I'm not sure. Not
0: not that far. Okay, <laughs> not, well, not well, very far. They, well, they said every half mile and every there was half, 15 there guys. Was 15, so, yeah, I mean, so, I
3: would say probably like so seven and a half miles, eight month, miles. Yeah.
0: Right? yeah, something like that. Wow. So. Um, okay, well, cool.
3: Rippy.
0: All right, so we're moving on to number one. And mm-hmm. Callie, give us your drum roll. So, the number one thing to do in Williamsburg. Now, Whitney loves. Love these things. Uh she says tour the governor's palace. Uh, and you love the governor's palaces and the and and the state buildings and all that stuff. And that's one yeah, of your favorite things tour, right?
3: Yeah, I think they're just super cool. And like to be able to say that you've toured a palace, you know, you can't right. say that to many places in America. Um, but they of course a king didn't live there, but the governor did, and the governor was basically the king of the colony. So um so they call it a palace, and it is really, really cool. You definitely need to do it. Um try to get it early in um in your visit just because things, things do book up and there's like only so many people who can go in at a time and you walk in and I will never forget this, but you walked into this one room, like this foyer area and there were all these guns, like in a design on the wall.
1: Oh, wow.
3: (laughs) It looked wild. It just looked wild. And uh, I think maybe swords as well, but it was like, talk about your show of force. Right. And it it was like terrifying and also super cool. It was like the pirates.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. They were all like, you know, the, the governor was, uh, what the word I'm trying to say, basically peacocking his ability to, you know, to,
0: to
3: be that powerful. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: So, now, is this is, this, is the um, governor's palace? Is that in Colonial Williamsburg, or is that outside? It is of-
3: in Colonial Williamsburg, and because this was the colonial capital, and so this is where the the governor of the entire colony of Virginia, which at the time was even bigger than it is now, because Virginia used to be what is now Virginia and also West Virginia. Oh, yeah. I think it, at the time it was the biggest colony. And so, he, you know, he needed the grandest mansion, grandest palace, um, and he got it. <laughs> and it's
1: beautiful. Like I'm looking at pictures of it from the outside online and it's, it's gorgeous. Like the stately gardens surrounding it it's, and it's so much, and that's what I love, you know, that there's so much, obviously English history in our country. And, you know, you see that this governor's mansion and how much it looked like something you would find in England today that, you know, it's just, it's incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you you've toured and and I said that wrong. I said you love to vi- visit governors' houses. You actually like the presidential houses is what I meant. Uh, same so, thing, mostly uh, the
3: same thing. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah.
0: You, so how would you because you and we haven't been to a lot of. Them. In fact, we've probably only been. I don't know if we've been to any actually. have uh, I was trying to think. Wait a I was <laughs> yeah. going through my mind like wait a minute maybe oh, we haven't. We but haven't. how would you compare this you know to the you know um you know some of the other ones that you visited.
3: So it's certainly more grand than like Mount Vernon because Mount Vernon, you know, George Washington was, did not build that as president for his presidentiality. Um, that was his house. That was like his legit house as a private citizen. But this was, you know, the palace, like this is the White House of Virginia. Oh, okay. So it's very grand, um, really, really big, huge garden out back, um, Just really, I like the word grand keeps wanting to come out of me because that's just what you see when you look at it is this like grandiose Mm -hmm. palace. And then you go out to the grandiose gardens, and Mm -hmm. it's just. There's definitely a show. It, it's a showpiece, I guess, is what I'm gotcha. trying
0: to say. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and I can see that from the pictures. I mean, they've done. There's some really good ones out there from probably a drone, and you can really see the size and the gardens, and oh, it's just you know, and the and the driveway coming up, and all the walking paths, you know, around the house and and through the gardens, and it's just like wow, <laughs> like that is just stately, like state, like stately in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: So as far as, um, uh, um, you know, Colonial Williamsburg, h- how long do you think uh, somebody should allot as far as time to visit that? Do you think that's an all day thing? Do you think it's a couple day thing? Uh, how, how many days do you think you would allocate to just Colonial Williamsburg I'm talking about?
3: I mean, you can do it in a day, but I would say if you have kids, Or if you just really, really love history, you will not get bored in three days.
0: Okay. 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 So spend some time there, it sounds like. Yeah. I, I
3: think just in Colonial Williamsburg and then dedicate a day to Yorktown and a day to Jamestown, Jamestown Settlement and Historic Jamestown. You can do Yorktown and Jamestown, both of the Jamestowns in a day. But it'll be kind of a long day and you might feel a little bit rushed. So I personally, because I like to take my time and read everything, <laughs> yeah. I, I would dedicate, you know, three days to Colonial Williamsburg and then a day in Yorktown and a day at Jamestown Settlement in Historic Jamestown.
0: Okay, so maybe five, six days if they're going to do everything on the list. Yeah, here,
3: yeah. If you want to do everything on the list and just like knock it all out, I would say five to six days is enough time, and um, you'll you'll have a little bit of downtime in there too. You won't be like going straight for six days, but um, you definitely could if you wanted to.
0: Sure. Now, now, as far as getting around, I, I remember that Clony Williamsburg is pretty much you can walk everywhere in Clony Williamsburg. Is that's mm-hmm. sti- that's still the case? I assume no buildings have changed since <laughs> yeah, I visited. Yeah, that is
3: the case. It's one mile from the, um, oh, I can't think of the, the courthouse at the end. I think it's the courthouse. The one at the end of the street all the way down to William and Mary, um, the university is one mile. Okay. Oh,
1: okay. That's not bad.
0: Okay. So you pretty much park your, you pretty much have to park your car and walk, correct? If oh, I remember yeah. Right? You okay. are not
3: allowed to drive in historic uh, Columbia Williamsburg. That's, that's what I thought. Okay.
0: I mean, I, I remember the horse-drawn carriages so you can get around that way, but- uh, pretty much everybody's walking. So now, as far as uh, like, how far was Yorktown from Colonial Williamsburg? Do you uh, do you recall?
3: I want to say it was like maybe a twenty minute drive. Let me look it up.
0: Yeah, okay, that's... so, so I, I don't I don't know that that's necessary, but just very short drive. It's not yeah, like, two or three hours away. Yeah, you can
3: park park yourself in one place, like to st- you know set up camp in one place, and then you can just drive you know to the three major sites
0: okay okay and then james sounds not too far away either i assume yeah and then i noticed that like monticello and a few other things were pretty close too it seemed like within an hour or two drive it looked like on the map anyway Um, so
3: monticello which was um thomas jefferson's house and then he also had his summer house or his retirement house which was um poplar grove And I have toured both, and I I recommend them both. But um, Poplar Grove is a little bit further. Um, so it's kind of a more of a commitment, whereas in Charlottesville, where Monticello is, there's a few other things to do um, as well. But I I would definitely recommend both of them, especially if you're like me and you like to tour presidential houses on the side.
0: Right, right. So it sounds like as far as getting around Colonial Williamsburg, you'll be walking through that, but everything else you got to take your car to. Uh, now, mm-hmm. as, far, as far as camping options, it looks like uh, as... Um, most I'm, places. I'm
1: scoping them out for our trip.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so the, there is there is a KOA. Um, we tend to sometimes like the KOA because you get kind of a consistent product. But you also have uh, Thousand Trails has a site there in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a
1: Williamsburg Bush Gardens campground.
0: There you go. You can uh, hit Bush Gardens and uh, Colonial Williamsburg at the same time.
1: Kings Creek RV Campground, which uh, is pretty close to the water and close to the Colonial National Historic Park that's out there um anvil campground got really good reviews four and a half stars
0: yeah an anvil looks like it's actually the closest Yeah, it's kind of um, like
1: the close there's carter's cove um it looks to be a smaller campground so i, I don't sometimes they, i question the smaller ones because i'm like well they only have 35 reviews um So maybe, and then you look at the pictures, and it's like, oh, the pictures don't tell me anything. (laughs) Actually, it it looks
0: like there's a state park that offers camping. I'm just looking on Google here. I'm not digging very far into it, but Colonial National Historic Park is a state park, and it looks like it's right there on the York River. That looks like, from uh, the way all this kind of comes together, a great place to be. Uh, So if you've got a small RV, you certainly could get in there. Um, um, Mm -hmm.
1: So it looks like there's a few options. Yeah, there's quite a few in the area. Yep. Bigger ones, smaller ones possible state park options.
0: Yeah. Well, that kind of wraps up everything to talk yeah. about as far as Williamsburg go. Again, we've got a free PDF. If you're not utilizing them, please do. This is a great resource that we're giving out to you free. free yeah, you M-R-E. just go out to our website, uh, uh, forward slash, it's www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com, forward slash top 10. You can put your email on there. We'll email you the top 10 and you'll have it for your trip. You can print it out and do whatever you want with it. So
1: Absolutely. And then, Whitney, we would love to hear some about you. I, I didn't give you a very long intro in the beginning. Um, so tell us some about you. You're obviously a very extensive traveler. Whitney has traveled all over the world, all over the United States, is actually uh, owner of a travel agency that does travel, uh, tours sorry i'm losing my train of thought here tours to israel the holy land
0: and she's an author and now.
1: you are an author and a blogger so and tell, <laughs> i know i like the you've list never ends on. but we were talking offline and whitney was sharing with us about her books i had like when you said author i had no idea that it was this many books that you've written already so anyway so tell folks about about you and what you'd like them to know
3: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate when y'all let me do this. But yeah, so during COVID, one of the things I did was I wrote books because I wasn't traveling. (laughs) So so I actually wrote a seven book series. It was supposed to be a 10 page short story and it quickly grew into a seven book series, you know, like it does. Oh, that's great. and uh, it's called the Lost and Found series, and it is about a young woman living in Nashville, and she has never taken a vacation, ever. And so she has all this vacation time that she has to use. It's been accumulating for years, and she has to use it. So um, she ends up going on a trip every month to use up all of these um, hours by the end of the year. And uh, the first one is to the island of Kauai. And so the first book is set entirely in Kauai and Um, The second book is set in Nantucket. So I, you know, went to different places that I had been and wrote about them in this book. And so she sort of learned something about herself along the way because travel teaches us about ourselves. And so the first six are just one week trips. So they're like five days and... That's about as long as she can handle being away from work. And then finally, by December, by the last month, she's ready to take a two-week international trip, and she goes to Europe for the Christmas markets. So um, that was my first series, and I had so much fun writing it, and it just really delights me when people read it. And they're like, oh, I can just envision this happening. Like I can just really see this. So, um, And then my uh, eighth book was um, Princess Culture, which is a... Bible study or devotional for Christian girls, and it's um, 13 chapters about um, living as a daughter of the king, um, so kind of makes princesses, oh, and yeah. so that's where I got the name from, and um, my ninth book was Secret Agent Girl. And it is about a young woman living in Washington, D.C., and she gets fired from her government contracting position. And so she decides to become a travel blogger. And um, so she you know, goes about doing that. But the secret intelligence agency decides that that is the best cover for their newest spy. Oh, so, I love they, it. <laughs> so they chase after her and try to convince her to become a spy with them. And you will have to read the book to see what happens. I love okay. it. And and
1: for all of you that are curious, uh, Amazon, I've been able to find all of these books out there on Amazon. So you can yeah. just search Whitney Ohalik uh, out there on Amazon and her books will pull up and they're both available on Kindle and paperback. So yep.
3: and, and is there any other location to get those books? So Amazon is the place. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of boutique shops that um, that carry my books as well um, in Tennessee. Um, but other than that, Amazon is the place. I so
0: love Amazon. Which, which book would you uh, – there's always got to be, like, one book that resonates, you know, in your mind. Like, this was my favorite by far. Um, which one would that be, do you think?
3: You know, I think it has to be Paradise Lost and Found, which is the first one in the Lost and Found series. Because it really fulfilled my dream of writing a book and publishing a book. Oh, and so that, that's the one that kind of got the ball really rolling. It was like, oh, I can legit do this. I'm legit doing this. Uh, and then I got off awesome. roll, So roll. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Paradise Lost and Found. Because Kauai is my favorite place in the world. It's my most favorite island. And um, so it was writing about my favorite place and doing my favorite thing, which was writing. So there, that's the one. That's the you, one you should start with.
0: There you go. All the listeners out there, you're looking for something to do on those rainy RV days. You're stuck in your little 200 <laughs> foot uh, RV. Go out and purchase her book on Amazon yep, and start I just, reading it.
1: Literally, just added it to my Amazon cart. Oh, thanks so much! Yeah, and just so you know, they're
3: short, so they're they're like really fast reads. This um, seven book series, so you think, oh my goodness, seven books, but they're they're about a hundred to one hundred and twenty pages each, um, except for the last one, which is longer because they were intended to be like an airplane book or like a gotcha. read on a rainy day book. Um, so they're novellas. Okay. Um, so don't be overwhelmed by thinking, oh my goodness, is seven, seven books. whole books. But <laughs> these ones are a little bit shorter. The other ones are longer, but the the seven book series is, you should be able to rip through them pretty fast.
1: Fantastic. Well, that's thank awesome. you. Thank you. Well, thank you, Whitney, so much for, for, be, you know, just being with us. I mean, you've been part of the RVD gang since, since the, the beginning, beginning yeah. and just have been such a great resource for us. Somebody that we have constantly reached out to that, you know, we've formed such a great friendship over the past couple of years as RVD has grown. And um, just thank you so much for everything that you've contributed to us and for how much you believe in us, too. And, you know, so she saved you.
0: our tail on Boston on the issue, yes. too, if you remember. You <laughs> did. Yeah, so, so we just so COVID. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well,
0: I reached out to you because uh, I was reading some of your blogs, I think is what turned out. Uh, um, and I ran across your Boston blog. and. So for the listeners out there that's uh, still with us and haven't yeah. uh, stopped the recording or <laughs> stopped the playing, uh, so we, um, um, issue two, we were going to do, Boston had a plan, but uh, the problem, COVID, COVID happened.
1: COVID hit, yeah. And so
0: we couldn't get out there. The campground was shut down, or they were making you stay 16 yeah. days before you could leave the yeah, campground Yeah, like, or 12,
1: like. Day, 12 or 14 days you had, had to quarantine really in the campground, laws. in your RV, oh. and we're like, we can't. Yeah, we we've got to get out for there Boston. and see.
0: And so between Callie and Whitney, they both kind of, Tag team uh, and and wrote the Boston article feature destination Mm -hmm. in issue two, and so uh, yeah, so we've always been uh, forever grateful to Whitney. So yes, for
3: saving our butts,
1: (laughs) yeah, for sure.
0: That would (laughs) have I I didn't know what we were gonna do.
3: I know, I know. Well, Well, it has been my absolute pleasure, and I can't wait to do this again with y'all.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, don't worry, because we are absolutely taking you up on that. You're on the, you're on the calendar <laughs> for Monday. Are, I know. We, we are meeting again next Monday. Actually, I think
0: Monday we're talking about Charlottesville, right? So so that, that will actually be the next podcast in the series. So what, didn't okay. I say Charlottesville? I think that's I the think one I think you that, said
3: Alexandria, but I can go either oh. way. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, which one would you prefer to do?
3: Oh, let's do Alexandria. I love okay. Alexandria. Okay.
0: And that, that's Virginia, too, right?
3: It is Virginia, yep.
0: Okay, so we're going to do that uh, next next uh, podcast.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you all out there today for joining us and learning about the top 10 things to do in Williamsburg, Virginia. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to or follow the RV Destinations podcast on Apple. Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to get out there to our website at www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com forward slash subscribe and pick up your subscription to our magazine, both print and digital formats available. I am Callie Beheimer here with Randy Beheimer and Whitney Ohalik, and we want to thank you all for listening. Safe travels.
2: Be good. Bye. You've been listening to the RV Destinations Podcast. Hitting the road in an RV is one of the most popular things to do nowadays. And it's our passion to clue you in on where to go and what to see. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, visit our website at www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com. And from there, you'll get a more in-depth look at destinations for the RVer. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there. And we'll see you next time on the RV Destinations Podcast.